0: I want to look with you in Matthew's Gospel, Um, I believe it's chapter 20. Yes, it is. So Jesus had been talking lots of things, sharing with people, teaching, being here and there, and he ended up in Jericho. Jericho. And in verse 29 of chapter 20, as he departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, Son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because uh, because they should hold their peace. But they cried out the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, Son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What? will ye that I should do to you? They said unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. I just want to look at this and make some comments. Now, he was obviously walking along and this great multitude of people which was often the case be thousands and thousands many thousands uh, following him because they wanted to see his miracles. They wanted maybe to be healed this, they were fascinated with him. And often people are, are fascinated by Jesus. But they don't know him, you see. And many people followed Jesus because of the the signs, because of the miracles, because of the things he did. But m- many of them, most of them from what the scripture teaches us, didn't want to go any further They didn't want to have a relationship with him. They didn't want to know him. They wanted what he could give them, you see. And there's many people today who want what Jesus can give them, like these two men. But this multitude who were following him didn't want these two men to have what they wanted. I thought that that was rather selfish of them, telling them to be quiet. There they were following Jesus for what they could get out of him or see what he was doing or this, that and the other. I'm not saying they weren't sincere people there, but as we read in the scripture, they came to a place where Jesus said, unless you drink the blood of the Son of Man and eat his flesh, you have no life in you. And after that, many of his own disciples went back and stopped following him. So, there's many people today, it's a fact of life, who follow Jesus. But they don't want to get too close to him, thank you very much. They want to keep their own life and have Jesus. Well, you can't do that because you have to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow him. But these two men sitting by the wayside, when they heard. Now if they'd have been deaf, they wouldn't have heard, would they? And if they'd been dumb and deaf, Jesus healed the dumb and the deaf because people brought dumb and deaf people to him. They would need to be taken to Jesus if they were both dumb and deaf. So these two blind men, when they heard Jesus was passing by, actually what it said, was passing by, or going by, they cried out. They didn't, um, what else could they do? What else could they do? They, they knew he was there somewhere, passing by, but where? where whereabouts exactly? They didn't know, did they? Because they're blind. They probably heard, you know, all the people and they knew Jesus was coming. So they were in, in a world a bit like Harper. Her world is a world of darkness. There's no light in it. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me Shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. They were living in darkness, but they cried out of the darkness, they cried out of their darkness to light Him, the food. light of men. read that in John's Gospel He is the light of the world, light of men. So these two men were sitting. In doubt, they were sitting by the wayside. Do you remember the wayside from last week? What happened to that seed that fell on the wayside? Mm. What happened to it? You can answer. (laughs) Fell on the wayside and what was it, um, 13, wasn't it? Let's go into chapter 13 where we were (coughs) so they were sitting on the wayside so in verse 18 of 13 hear ye therefore the parable of the sower when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands not then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. It's just a sort of brought that to my attention when I read it. They were by the wayside. They weren't in the way. CJ said, I am the way. I'm the truth and the life, but they were on the side, a bit like a pavement. I suppose oh, you can imagine some men sitting on the side of the road here, can't you? And all the crowd is—we don't know whether it was a narrow street or it was a Broadway. It doesn't say. But the crowd was passing by. Jesus was obviously in front of them. And they cried out from the situation that they were in. But I wonder if they went there every day and sat by the wayside. We don't know, it doesn't say. But I wondered if they well, we'll just sit by the wayside. And we'd we'll listen, listen to the world passing by. We can't see, but just, just, just listen. Spend our days sitting here and, and listen. And maybe one day, maybe they had a hope. Maybe one day God will send a deliverer to Israel. Maybe one day God will think about us. Maybe one day God will come and meet our need. Maybe one day. And the day's arrived. I don't know whether they had that hope, but I think they must have done. Because when they heard Jesus was coming, They had hope, didn't they? Where did they set their hope upon? They set their hope of receiving sight upon Jesus Christ. They set all their desires and their longings were concentrated upon this figure, Jesus Christ. And they cried out. I wonder what it sounded like. I'd have loved to have heard them crying out. So they weren't saying, Jesus, can you come and help us? Were they? And saying, Jesus, we're over here, mate. No. Oh, well, I'd like to cry out like they cried out, right now. I think you'd have a shock. They put all their heart into it. All their energy. Their whole being came out through their mouth and they cried out to Jesus. Can you you see that? Everything within them sort of came together as one thing into their voice. All the aspirations and desires of their hearts, were well, gathered together, in have mercy on us. Or, better translated, have pity on us. Have pity on us, O oh Lord. See, they recognised who he was, thou son of David. But they recognised he's the Lord. This Jesus who's come in, being followed by this multitude, He's the Lord. God has come to visit us. Thou son of David, have mercy, have pity on us. And then the multitude rebuked them. Shut up, you! Wouldn't it? Something like that in their own tongue. Be quiet. Go back on the wayside where you belong. This isn't for you. It's got nothing to do with you. You go away. This is our Jesus. We're following him. Look at us. We're following Jesus. Terrible situation, isn't it? But their determination made them cry out the more. So, not only did they... The volume of their cry must have increased. Because there was these crowd rebuking them so the desperation increased the longing they found new strength in themselves I'm not going to be quiet I'm going to get what's in my heart so they cried out the more Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And Jesus stood still. He got they got his attention, didn't they? Have you got Jesus' attention yet? Hmm? Have you got his attention? Is our cry so desperate? That it makes Jesus stop and turn around and talk to us. Say, What is it that you want? What do you want? He will never ever do that to anybody until they come to the place where they realize they're blind spiritually. Till they come to that. Understanding that they are in darkness. And they don't have light. And when they come to that place, they will cry out to Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And circumstances and people and the world can't stop that person because that person who is so desperate to, to know Jesus Christ and receive from Jesus Christ. Nothing can stop them. Even though it might try. Even though the phone might ring when you're praying. Wanting to get right with God. Or this happens. Or that happens. And things you know, it's like in the parable, isn't it? The cares of the world. That's the crowd. Crowding in on your life. Trying to stop you. But if we have such a desire for Jesus Christ, we will get above it all. And the more that it tries to present it, pre- prevent us and pressurise us, not succumb to Jesus Christ and not to receive from Jesus Christ that, what we need in our lives, the cry and the desperation and the tenacity would become stronger and stronger and stronger. I will not be denied. I will not be denied. Nothing can stop me And this is what Jesus Christ is looking for in our lives. He wants such a tenacity and such a desire for him that nothing will stop us. Nothing. Jesus said to those people, said, we will follow you wherever you go. He said, well, you've got to deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. He said, let me first go and bury my father. To one man, he said, I want to follow you. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. You come and follow me. That was a circumstance that could have stopped him from following Jesus Christ. And Jesus' attitude towards that, well, let the dead bury the dead. You come and follow me. Someone else said, I bought a parcel of ground and I need to go and look at it and sort it out. Another one said, I've married a wife. And you're not worthy of me if that's what you want you have that but if you want me you've got to want me with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and nothing will stop you having what Jesus has got for you if you have an attitude like this and you've got to make him stop You've got to get his attention. Otherwise, he's going to walk by. He's gone. He's round the corner now. He's now dealing with those people down there. You've lost the opportunity. Forever. Jesus passed by. He's passing by. Don't let him go. Don't let him go. Don't let Jesus go. Cry out to him. Lord have mercy on me. Make him stop. Get his attention. Show him that you're absolutely serious about this. It's more important to you than life itself. I want to get out of this darkness. I know the only way of getting out of this darkness that I'm in. this On the wayside where I am. Day after day. The only opportunity is passing me by. And I won't let it pass me by. I'm going to cry out. And I'm going to cry out. And nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to cry out and cry out and cry out until I get Jesus' attention. And when I've got his attention, he will turn to me and he will say to me, Alex, what do you want? Dee, what do you want? Trisha, what do you want? But we've got to make him stand still. Get his attention. And until we do that, he'll pass us by. Because he just does not believe that we are serious. These men were serious. Are we serious? Or are we like those followers... Just following Jesus because everyone else does. Going with the crowd because they were a crowd, weren't they? Going with the crowd. But Jesus, what will you that I shall do for you? What is it? We can't come to that place Until we realize we're in darkness, till we cry out to Him with all our heart in desperation. They were desperate. And when we get to that place, He'll stay, He'll stop, and He'll call. Have you heard Him call? Have you heard him say to you, what is it you, I'll do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Have you heard him call you? Have I heard him call me? Have I made him stop? Have I got his attention? And he says, well, what is it you want me to do for you that we might receive our sight? Lord, that our eyes may be opened, actually, is what it says. Lord, open our eyes. Open our eyes. The God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, so that the light of the glorious gospel should shine unto them. These two men, in the picture of what I'm just saying to you now, didn't want to remain blind. We don't don't know if they've been blind from birth, we're not told, but they're both blind. They probably found each other somehow in their society in which they lived and decided to hang out together because they were both blind. They probably comforted each other in their darkness and in their blindness. And the God of this world has blinded those who believe not through all the lies of this world he's the God of this world so everything that's in the world the Apostle John tells us in his first epistle is not of the Father but of the world and he that loves the world the love of the Father is not in him all that's in the world is not of God none of it that's why he says the world hates us because it hated jesus He crucified him you see because they hated him they wanted to shut shut his mouth they crucified jesus because they wanted to shut his mouth but then the holy ghost came and now there's millions of voices Preaching the gospel and testifying of Jesus Christ. Jesus, literally, what it says there in verse 34 so Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Literally, so Jesus having compassion, Jesus having compassion. Touch their eyes, yeah. and immediately. This is an immediate thing. When we get to this place, when we call out to Go- to Jesus like this, it's immediate. It's not going to happen tomorrow, or the next day, or in the next hour. It happens immediately. When we get to a place of absolute desperation for God, it's immediate. Boom. There and then. As soon as he touched their eyes. Immediately. They received. Their sight. And guess what they did. They followed him. What else would you do. To him. Who is the light of the world. He that follows me. Shall not walk in darkness. He said. He. You read it in John's Gospel. He that follows me shall not walk in doubt. He would opened the eyes of a blind man there, hadn't he? Who'd been blind since his birth. We've, we've, we've read this. He was blind since his birth. And Jesus opened his eyes. And that was for the glory of God. That particular sign in John's Gospel... But these two men followed him. So just recapping, if I, if I may. Don't let Jesus pass you by. Be separate from the crowd. And get what you, what you need from Jesus. Don't let them stop you. Cry out. Don't let him pass you by. Get to that place where you will not take no for an answer. Remember the syro phoenician woman? It's in here. She came to Jesus because her daughter was being vexed by a spirit. And... um, She said, tried to she talked to Jesus and he just ignored her. Ignored her. Do you know why? Because she wasn't desperate enough. And then she went to his disciples and said, oh, get him to come and heal my daughter. And they went and told Jesus. And Jesus said, well, was, you know, Don't bother me, really. So finally, she went to Jesus directly. Jesus said, well, it's not fit to give, because she wasn't a Jew, it's not fit to give to you the food that is for the children. Because all these people he was ministering to here, that you can read about in Matthew, with the Jewish people that Jesus had come, been sent to by his father, but she said, yes, Lord, it's true what you say about the bread, it's not fit for us, but she said, sh- he actually called her a little dog, it's not fit to give the food to little dogs, and she said, "Yes, yeah, it's true, Lord, but even the dogs, Eat the crumbs from under the master's table. Straight away she recognised him as master. And he said, great is thy faith. Go thy way, thy daughter is healed. You see the tenacity of that woman? You see the desperation? She was going to get what she wanted. Because she knew Jesus would give it to her if she convinced him she was genuine. And she, had, she was gutsy enough not to take no for an answer. And she got what she wanted. And we'll only get what we need from Jesus and its salvation that we need. We need to be born again. We need to receive the Holy Spirit. That will only happen to us when we get like these two blind men. that was like a bit of a drama really wasn't it you you were there weren't you you were there, God took you there this morning this afternoon, do you realise that God took you and put you in that situation because he's speaking to us speaking to me, speaking to you Father we thank you that (coughs) you are a speaking God the Lord you want us To cry out to you by faith. And Lord, we'll only do that when we believe that you are the answer for our lives, that you are the only Saviour, that you are the only name given under heaven amongst men by by which we must be saved. We must be saved. And Lord Just as those two blind men knew that they must get your attention. May we, Lord, be like that in our hearts, in our determination. That we might have that tenacity, Lord, that will not take no for an answer. We commit this word to you, Lord, and that it may, Lord, have an expected end, Lord, to bring forth life and fruit in all those ears that hear your word and believe on it. So we commit it to you now, Lord, and we thank you again for this opportunity. Amen.
1: Thank you.